When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody, this is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. Joined by my good friend, the great Johnny Shop. We've been doing this 16 years. Great friend, great husband, great guy, great attorney, great journalist. And he's the host of the Spartan Pride Podcast on the Fans First Sports Network. Hey, Johnny, how are you? I'm good. We're getting into October. Seasons are going to get to a fork in the road. And yes, we're still at this thing. We're still dissecting the great American sport. It never ceases to fascinate. All right. We're going to talk now about young players, okay? We're going to dig in on young players. Justin uh, Herbert and Aiden O'Connell went at each other last week. And, you know, a lot of people came away disappointed in Aiden. I wasn't. Seven sacks, um, not all of them his fault by any stretch of the imagination. And let me just give you the stat line. Aiden O'Connell was 24 for 39, 238 yards, sacked seven times, zero TDs, one interception. His QBR was 68. Justin Herbert, 13 of 24, so he didn't affect the game as much at all. 167 yards. Sacked twice, one TD, one interception. His QBR, 72. So four-point difference in a QBR, and one is considered the one of the top young quarterbacks in the NFL. 
Josh McDaniels after the game basically said, hey, we did everything all night to stop Khalil Mack. When you watch the film, it just doesn't show up there. Khalil Mack talks about it. They didn't do much to stop me. I think the young gun is getting a lot of raw criticism in his first start. Um, I talked with a very well-known NFL starting quarterback today for another team who said to me, I wish I'm glad nobody saw how I was on my first start or remembers how I was on my first start. I thought, you know, the kid from what I saw looked pretty good. Your early thoughts on Aiden O'Connell. I thought he was fine. I don't think there was any reason to panic on him at all. I didn't see any reason to panic, but when you read that stat line, it jumps out at you. 39 pass attempts. How many quarterbacks are asked to throw it 39 times in their first start? That's not any kind of a bailout for O'Connell, but I take the 24 completions as a positive. Seven sacks, like you said, most of them probably not on him. No, um, that's a lot of pass attempts. That's a lot of running around from a freight train that was coming at him. If anything, I think Aiden O'Connell did a substantial bit better than I would have expected. Not much better, but a really good uh bit better what were you expecting for a first time and again find me a rookie quarterback that's going out and throwing the ball 39 times you're probably going to find a much worse performance than you saw from Aiden O'Connell last week yep totally agree with you I I was I was not in in the least bit disappointed do I think there's some things he could have done different you're absolutely right I do but the kid's a rookie yeah and and it's not preseason where everything's vanilla I mean everybody out there that he faced made the NFL. Exactly. And, and, yeah, and they were bringing stuff from all different angles. To me, uh, my my takeaway from the game, um, the week before was a very bad coaching job. Um, I think that there's a lot more they could have done to help Aiden. They didn't. Um, I can tell you, talk to not all, but talk to several players on the team. They believe in him. They like him. They believe in him. I'm not saying there's a quarterback controversy. In fact, I said on Twitter after when people were asking me who starts next week. Well, Josh is a believer in Jimmy G. He's going to start him if he's able to play. But, man, there's nothing about the Rook to me that was discouraging. And anybody who's, I was discouraged, I was disappointed, well, okay, you're welcome to that opinion but then you would have been discouraged by a lot of other great quarterbacks who had bad first campaigns. And by the way, some of them had a lot better coaching decisions to help them. And you put them back there like a pinata and the guy gets beat up. Well, you know what? That's on, that, 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 I don't even want to get into it. Just frustrating. Overall, yeah, I mean, then your thoughts, your thoughts. Yeah. I, I think he did about as, as well as he could do in that position, if, if not a little better. Now we've seen some, teams uh, at the pro level and college level be really cognizant of getting rid of the ball really quickly. And you can do that if you have an opportunity to get rid of the ball quickly. I did not see in real time where he had an opportunity to get the ball, get rid of the ball real quickly. But I did see him practically forced into throwing the ball a lot more than you would want any rookie quarterback throwing. So I actually see more of, there may be more of an upside sooner based on a super small sample size, then I wouldn't have expected. Uh, so if we saw Aiden O'Connell's first start and it was in uh, November of this year, I would think and would expect it would be 
clearly a little bit worse than what we saw. I actually think there's more of an upside for Aiden O'Connell than almost anybody thought before last Sunday. All right, Johnny, let's let's keep it real for a minute. Um, I have said these next six games, other than the Lions, are all winnable. And Josh McDaniels, I took a lot of criticism. That's not true. I didn't. I, I always have the, the few. I didn't take a lot of criticism. But I said you have a fan base that cut their teeth and were baptized by a Raider franchise just win, baby. Mm -hmm. So you can't blame the fans for wanting to just win. That's what you've sold them. That's what you've told them. You know, it's like going to a Giordano's pizza parlor in Chicago and getting mad that they're not selling ribeyes. I mean, this is what you sold your fan base. And I said to them, I don't think they hate Josh. They don't know him. Okay, I know him. He's a great father, terrific son, super good husband, great friend, and a great offensive coordinator. We don't know if he's a great coach right now, and his track record would say, a head coach would say he's not. But he's still employed, so you, you you don't close the book yet. And my 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 point is, these next six games, the five of them winnable, one of them, you know, with the Lions on the road is certainly difficult. Any road game is, and against a good team like the Lions, that's going to be two. But Josh McDaniels has a chance to win this fan base. If you just win, they'll love anyone that gives them a victory. Someone asked me the other day, well, do you think that we should go get Harbaugh? Do you think we should go get... The Lions offensive coordinator. What about trying to get Ron Rivera if he gets fired? I said, and this is what I told everybody. I was in a setting taking questions and answers. I said, you don't get it. It don't matter who the coach is. You can get Barney the Dinosaur. If they win, Raider Nation's going to love them. If they lose, they're going to hate them. These next six games are going to tell us everything we need to know about Josh McDaniels. Yeah, they are. And I'm looking at this schedule that's coming up. And for those of us that were here in the summer, and thanks very much if you were, we looked at this. And this is the section of the schedule. It's the second part of that 12-week run that the Raiders are on that um, that is going to kind of be settled, really. There's games that they're going to have to compete, and there's games they're going to have to win. You could say right now that a couple of those look more likely than not to be one, for example, the Giants. Um, you could say like you have that one of them, really, they're not going to be favored at all uh, going to Detroit with the Lions who look like they're roaring like most of us have never seen in our lifetime. But the others, they're going to have to find a way to get them if Josh McDaniels is going to be a successful NFL head coach. As you mentioned, he's already more than established as an outstanding offensive coordinator at this level of football. And um, the other areas of his life appear very solid, uh, well-rounded, and, and firm. This is it. This is it. He's got a situation where he doesn't have to pull a rabbit out of the hat, but he's got to pull out a uh, – he's got to pull out something that will satisfy wait, the wait, base. Wait. How about just productivity? Just pull yeah. out productivity. Do what just you're getting paid to do. Pro. Win. Yeah, you know, just you, you you go you go draft a top tight end that you had your general manager had graded as a first rounder, yeah, and he's he's nowhere to be found. It's like me at a vegetarian restaurant. 
You're not going to find me. Okay. No. And then you, you go get Trey Tucker, who all the players were bragging about the entire training camp. Nowhere to be seen. Now, listen, you know, because you were there when Saban was there. And Nick said it all the time. He's told it to me. He's taught it to everybody. I know people are tired of hearing about it. I don't care. If you are allowing it, you're coaching it. Yep. You now have two quarterbacks. You could blame Jimmy G because Tucker and Mayer aren't involved in Hunter Renfro. Fair. Fair. I got no problem with that. Uh, until your rookie comes in. Listen to this, Johnny. Hunter Renfro. Four targets. Two catches on Sunday. Okay? So at least your rookie's using Renfro a little bit more but still not as much as you should be. You've got two quarterbacks underutilizing three major weapons and over $100 million of your salary cap on offense. That's all on Josh McDaniels. You can't get away from that. No, and that's what you want to do. If you're coaching at the NFL level with success, you literally can get the ball to your playmakers in a best position for them to succeed. And as Nick Saban knows, as Josh McDaniels was trained from his first real job in this profession, you're either coaching it or you're letting it happen. And hopefully the water has met the horse this week and McDaniels has kind of laid out the law a little more firmly in the quarterback room that we've got to get the ball to the guys that know what to do with it, that we've paid what to do with it. We've got to get the ball to our best players and then see what happens. It's tricky. Well, we don't have a run game. The run game has not been effective yet. I understand that, but there is no excuse for the coach. That's the double-edged sword for a professional football coach. They don't get excuses. You take a bad job, you're kind of stuck with it. You have a guy that's on a contract holdout, you're stuck with it. Or the other situations where guys are getting traded across the league and basically fired and cut, you're stuck with that. They have to do what they can control. And what you're saying is very clear to almost everybody out there that's watched all the Raider games so far this year. They got to do a better job of getting the ball to those guys. You make a very clear point with Renfro and with the tight end that they took so high. Now what's Josh going to do about it? Because as you said, this is the ramp. This is the portion of the road trip. The mile markers are here. These next six are really going to determine which fork in the road his career as a professional head coach takes. Oh, I've got a couple of tough questions lined up because I think they're germane. I don't ever make it personal. You know, I like them. Yeah. This is very, I, I don't enjoy this part of my job. No, I'm not intimidated to do it. That's what I'm paid for. But I don't enjoy it. I, you know me on a personal level. I like people. Yeah. I'm a people guy. Yes. And, um, but I'm, but the, the point of the matter is, is, is this. And, and I, I'm sure you caught it, but I asked him a question after the game that went viral. I said, Coach, you're 21 games in and you inherited a playoff team and you're worse. How do you and your staff fix it? To me, you've got the Green Bay Packers. A game coming in that you know is huge to Devontae Adams. You're at Allegiant, Monday night football. Now, John, most fans don't know this. You and I are journalists, so you know it. 
The entire NFL shuts down to watch this. Every NFL player who isn't playing on Monday Night Football is watching. This is a big deal. And, and I know people think the NFL is big, and it's really not at all. It's small. Every NFL player is watching, texting each other, all of that. This is a monster game. Now, you may disagree. I'm talking to players, and I'm watching. Josh has not lost that locker room or they would not have fought back. Teams that have quit on their coaches, and you know I've been around them, they don't fight. But here's the danger, is at some point his very hard regimented work ethic, if guys have bought in but they're not going to, and they're going to begin to say, nah, nah. I, I don't believe he's lost the locker room, and I would say it. But I do believe that the locker room now is at least questioning what the hell's going on here. That's And, what and that's a da- dangerous point. It is, because it feels like in the NFL it goes off a cliff. And we've seen it. We've seen it uh, in hard knocks, in season, kind of the last two seasons, the Cardinals and the Colts. Um, and it's it's there. It's there. I don't see the Raiders – Going off the cliff yet, as you as you said, it doesn't look from outside like they've they've quit yet, but um, it's in sight, and I think it could end up coming much sooner than later. If it does come, then the franchise has a whole other set of questions about: Do they try to wheel and deal? Do they divide their roster up in certain ways? I don't see the quit yet. It is a seventeen game schedule, but you would be blind not to see that it's on the horizon and you you can back away from it by winning. Oh my gosh. What if you win a couple games in a row, all of a sudden your season may be in a total different place. This is the time. And as you mentioned, and for those folks that saw the Netflix quarterback show uh, with cousins, Mariota and Mahomes, you saw that they tuned in on Monday night. And to me, that actually opened my eyes a little bit because sometimes you hear that and you're like, I don't know. I don't know how many guys are actually paying attention. They are, you see it. I've gone, to, I've gone to guys' cribs, yeah, to watch Monday Night Football with them, yeah, and, and they're and, like, "Hey, you want to come watch Monday Night Football?" No, off the record, yeah, I'll, I'll go. Yeah. I remember one time taking my son. Yeah, well, all eyes are going to be on it this week because this is where the Super Bowl is going to be played. Guys may want to take a little look at that. It's two big time franchises, and it's 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 a trouble zone. This season, unfortunately for the Raiders, for Josh McDaniels, it's in a trouble zone right now. The question is, is it getting out of it the good way or is it getting out of it the bad way? And these next six weeks are just tailor-made to tell us. And it may not take all six, but they're right there and they're going to tell us. John, you know this because we're friends privately. I love Raider fans. (laughs) I love them, man. I They're know. so passionate. They're everything Matt Millen. You remember this. Matt Millen told me years ago uh, when he was general manager of the Lions on my TV show, he said, every fan base thinks they're part of the team. But what makes the Raiders different is that every player on the Raiders thinks the fans are part of the team. And and when I got a chance, even though I covered the Big Ten for decades, I I jumped at the chance to cover the Raiders. Um, I love it. I love it. They're great people. But 
And they're frustrated. And I want to say this. They have every right to be. But video surface of Raider people screaming at Mark Davis in his box, giving him the bird. Again, first of all, if that's how you have to get your point across, then maybe you learn to need to learn to communicate. There are lots of ways. I, again, I have no problems with booing. I have no problems with whatever. You want to get a Fire Davis shirt. I don't care. But to literally be up in a guy's face, I mean, you're down below, but you're putting your hands up, giving him the bird and screaming at him all game. To me, that's just, it just, it crosses a line. I don't like to see it. I'm, now, let me just say something, Johnny. I've had the privilege of meeting thousands of these Raider fans. Those people that did that are minuscule. It, it's a, it's a, per, a, a one percent of one percent. It's not the whole fan base, and that stuff's unacceptable. But I have no problems with these fans being pissed, and they should be. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, we've seen some bad scenes. Uh, well, my thoughts on the Raiders are, uh, I think the foundation of their connection to the team obviously goes way, way back to an era long gone with John Madden. And it, it almost, it didn't have a college feel, but it, it's got some of that special feel. And yet they got some of that maybe in Kansas City and they got it in a couple other places, but the readers has always been a little different and it's always uh, managed to carry. It carried to Los Angeles. It carried back to Oakland. It's carried to Las Vegas. So it is a unique breed and there is a different feel to it by and large you know they're tremendous terrific uh we see that bad scene um where people know where the owner's box is uh, i don't care if they're over fueled or over um inspired with spirits or whatever or not it's 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 bad form to do that you don't have a question that the owner and is doing the best he can for the franchise. For example, there was a franchise owned in Washington by a long, for a long time where you could say, I don't think the owner is, is really doing what's best, or I don't think he's trying his best. And people said, all right, we're not gonna go to the ball game and protested in other ways. That, that's a more effective protest. There are concerns with fans across the league. We saw fights in the Raider game with the Chargers. We've seen fights in the, the crowd in New England. Um, that's, that's a small amount, but it's bad for the sport overall. I think it's a little bit of a spillover. And for people who, there may be a few that are serious fans, they may have just boiled over with frustration and not known what to do with it. Um, I don't see any sign from, from the outside looking in that Mark Davis is doing anything to sabotage the franchise or hold it back. So I would expect more in an overwhelming fan support. Um, but I do understand their frustration. It feels like the tires are just spinning a lot of times with the Raiders. Sure does. And, and we're going to get into more on this next week. We're going to be talking about Mark Davis and, and how much of this is on him. And the guy is willing to spend any amount of money. He gives an unprecedented 10-year deal to John Gruden. And obviously situation happened and John had to go. But that's not on Mark Davis. He goes out and gets the number one coach that everybody wants, and he's not doing well. That's not on Mark Davis. I mean, I, I here's the point. People say to me, does he even care? That is such a – again, everyone's welcome to ask what and, and have any opinion they want, but so am I. 
That sure. is just to me, this is a franchise that his dad, you know, basically took over. Well, he was just given to him. He doesn't care. If he didn't care, I mean, he brings it to Vegas. He's spending money. He's trying. Do, do I think he knows football like his dad? No. But if his dad knew business like he does, the Raiders would have had money and probably still be in Oakland. Just going to say that and leave it right there. I'm not ripping on Al Davis. You know I've met him. I respect him. But that's just a fact. But I understand people's frustration. I'm not minimizing that in the least bit. You know, and, and here's the other problem. Everybody wants to rip Raider Nation because when they have a home game, it's usually 50-50. It can be 60-40, 70-30 even for the opposing team. But I'm going to tell you, if this franchise would win, people wouldn't be selling their tickets. So no, I don't want to hear I don't want to hear another person say real Raider fans don't sell their tickets. Well, when the franchise is telling you just win and they're not, be mad at the franchise. Don't be mad at the people who paid the exorbitant PSLs and everything else. I have no issue with a fan selling their ticket. Not one. Yeah. Not not one. Because it's one. a business I mean, decision. It is. Yeah. And and um the nature of the Las Vegas market is unique because there's it's just unique. So by default, there should be a larger proportion of outside fans, at least for the first, I don't know, decade, something like that. And secondly, in reality, professional sports is a business. Owning a season ticket or a personal seat license is a business too. I don't have any issue with people doing what they want as long as it's 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 legal and nothing you know insane either. None. I was asked by a fan, what is the best thing I can do to make my voice heard. Matter of fact, I'll, can I read you the email? Comes from yeah. a, from a, um, let me, I don't remember her name. It brings up a good point because around the league, while you're searching for that, around the league, I think we are going to see a flood of empty seats in stadiums for teams that are out of it um, deep into the fall and winter. This is a trend we've seen over a couple years. I think this is a trend that continues and it's no knock on the fans. I mean, I just I don't I think, think we'll see empty seats in Allegiant because they'll be bought by opposing fans unless yeah. Raider fans just say I won't use my ticket. But then why would you do that when you, you can get some of your money back? So this came to me from Melissa K. You ready? <clears throat> Dear Mr. Carpenter, I heard you recently talking about the fans who are giving the finger to Mark Davis and screaming at him. While I would not do that, and I technically agree with you it was wrong. Can you tell me as a fan, then how do I let my voice be heard that I'm unhappy? Melissa K. Okay, here's how you do it. Number one, don't buy any merchandise. Nothing. Now, if you're already a season ticket holder, your tickets are already paid. And depending on how long your contract is, you're locked in. So you sell your tickets and try to recoup some of your money. But... Don't buy your don't don't buy merchandise. Don't do the ancillary things. Now, I'm not calling for the fans to boycott. I'm just answering the question. If I think it's wrong, how do you do it? I have no problem with the booing. Listen, I'm, I'm going to say this, and this will probably shock a lot of people. There is no anger in the stands, even remotely like what's in the locker room. There's a lot of angry guys there. 
in all levels of the team, they're angry. And, and, and again, I'm not advocating not buying merchandise. I'm just saying when you ask me how can, how can my voice get heard, if that's a way. All right, John, I want to move on. Let's talk about this. The rookie quarterbacks. What are your thoughts on the rookie quarterbacks in the NFL not named Aiden O'Connell? Well, and we're going to th I'll, I'll throw Sam Howell in that mix too because he's a second-year guy. We talked about this before the season that we were going to see some more of them. Um, the Obviously, the big two. With Bryce Young, I continue to have durability concerns until they're proven otherwise. Uh, with C.J. Stroud, I have kind of the opposite. I think that this plane has taken off maybe a little bit quicker than we think, but I don't have the durability concerns. So what's interesting to me is what are the teams doing to try to put young quarterbacks in a position to succeed without dumbing down the defense so badly that you just get popped and hammered because an NFL defense, especially a good one, they're going to chew it up. So we it's interesting to see where teams start at with rookie quarterbacks in September and maybe where they get to sometime around November 1st. Um, right now, I think it's a mixed bag, but the impression I get is that rookies today are maybe a little more prepared to come in and play quickly than we saw 10, 10 plus years ago when it was almost like, uh, nah, it's not going to happen. All right, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. Um, most guys are not walking. He, yes, he's got crutches, but he's still walking and, and doing the way he's doing. And yet he shows up when Taylor Swift's there. Uh, this guy, he continues to make me laugh. I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan. You know that. I know too many people that played with him who have told me stories from playing with him. Now, it certainly appears he's trying to be different in, with the Jets, and I respect him for that. Everybody can change. But Aaron Rodgers, man, this is kind of funny. It's a kind of a soap opera to watch, is it not? It is. And I actually I, – I've been anti-Rodgers for a long, long time, going back to when he – really didn't handle 60 minutes profile very well and then spun out of it badly to his credit. I do think he's a different guy now. Um, I do think the work that he's done with the ayahuasca plants and stuff, I, I'm sold that something has hit his brain and he is thinking and seeing things differently. He also realizes the window of his pro career. There's not a whole lot of light left there. Now there's two things that interest me from the perspective of his injury. They are, well, maybe three things. One, his mental attitude to trying to recover from this injury appears to be very good. It appears to be very neutral, which appears to be a good thing. Two, we don't know the mechanics of exactly what was torn and how much it was torn. As we know from conversations we've had with different sports doctors and sports medicine doctors, there can be a huge difference between one ACL tear and another and in this case, perhaps there is a difference in the type, the extent, the location of the tear in the Achilles that may or may not mean he's got a chance to heal much, much quicker. You've got nanotechnology, you've got different medical injection technologies to promote healing, et cetera. So I am not completely scratching out the fact that he may be back this season because I don't think we're ever going to get a straight answer until all is said and done as to what the extent of the surgery was and the extent of the tear. Now, why is he bringing himself back, arguably back into focus? 
I'm not sure, but I, I'm gonna I'm not giving Rodgers the benefit of the doubt on this one. But I'm gonna choose not to doubt him on this one and think that he's kind of more even keel Rodgers right now than maybe we've seen at any time in his pro career, which I was not terribly impressed with um, the mentality that he took. I was really not really impressed with pretty much all the time before, honestly, all the time, almost before this injury. Tell me about your thoughts on the Russell Wilson, Sean Payton marriage. Did we talk about this folks? Did you see the same thing that I saw? Did you see it last year? Did you see it before? Does Russell Wilson's top priority appear to be football? Did it appear to be last year? Did Russell Wilson get the message that Sean Payton sent this week? Kicking Randy Gregory out the door? What was Sean Payton doing taking this job with Russell Wilson here? And what possibly could these guys do to bring this back? Let's say to even par. We'll give a golf analogy. These guys are double and triple bogeying the front nine of an 18-hole event. Do you know how well they would have to turn the thing around just to get back to even par? I think until otherwise displayed for a multiple game basis, I think you could take a giant fork in Russell Wilson and basically he, he's done. I thought he was done before. I have no idea how this fork is going to come out and it's going to prove that He's still got this. This thing it is going to financially devastate them if they move on from Russell. They took a giant truck. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. I mean, they just got dinged pretty hard with the Randy Gregory. And I don't know if that message is going to get to Russell Wilson. One, because I don't know that he can get the message. And two, his contract is huge and very solid. You can look, and I have a feeling that we will be hearing across the NFL media landscape what it would cost the Broncos to crash, burn, and get rid of Wilson as soon as the coming trade deadline. Perhaps he will be in that category where teams are like, please take this guy and we will pay you some to take him away. We've seen that. We remember Brock Osweiler and a couple other quarterbacks, much smaller scale. Either my eyes are lying or I'm totally missing it. I think this thing is a dead end in Denver for Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. How about Deshaun Watson? Now, you know I have some friends in that organization. They are all frustrated with Deshaun. And then Stefanski comes out and says, hey, he was cleared to play Sunday. Oh, and let me tell you, anybody that doesn't understand, when Stefanski does that, He's throwing his coach, I mean his quarterback, under the bus. Then he's running over him, backing it up, running him over again like 12 times just to make sure he's dead. Yeah. And, and, and I, So I texted the guy you and I mutually know part of the organization, and I said, what? Now, I did this on Sunday when they said Desan didn't want to play. All he sent me is, well, I can't tell you what he sent me because it was pretty vulgar. The next day, I mean, the next day when, after we know Stefanski comes out and calls him out, I text him and I said, Stefanski, question mark. And all he put was, speaking for all of us. It's not a great sign 
So not a great sign. Again, uh, it is very tough to take practically a season off the NFL. We've seen that destroy and end careers at the running back position, at the wide receiver position. Well, maybe Bell. Oh, yeah, Le'Veon Bell, the very top of the sport, arguably running into the Hall of Fame. And, and I, I will give him this. He has basically admitted a mistake since. That's great and fine, but it probably or should cost him a Hall of Fame. Took him off the top of the sport. We can go on and on. Are we seeing this right now with Deshaun Watson? I'm not sure. We all saw the national game a couple weeks ago where it looked like it was there and he wasn't there yet. And what was sticking in my mind was maybe he's getting a little over-criticized. Maybe he's still got some rust from being out that long. I don't know if that's in the ballpark or not. If there is still some rust, it probably needs to come off and it will probably come off pretty quickly if it's rust. Now, if it's pure rot, if he has lost some of his skills, some of his athleticism, some of his technique, some of his love to play, if he has lost that from the time that he was gone, the Cleveland Browns are holding a bag of rotting potatoes. They are not the potatoes that they thought they were buying. Well, and here's the other one. I know the NFL was livid with the Browns for that contract. And... There is no sympathy from the other 31 teams for the Browns. Everybody's enjoying this. It's brutal. All right, I want to get to another area because you and I have talked a lot about this on this podcast, and the NFL is seems like they might be listening. Uh, changing the rules for gambling. This we is talked about huge, this. Johnny. Talk about this. We talked about this. I'm pulling it up now. We talked about this, that this was coming. Well, it came really fast. So there's been a redefinition, um, and some of it makes sense. You know, sometimes people can figure some stuff out. This appears to be trending the right direction. So it, if you bet on the penalties are more graduated. Are you betting on a, team, a, a game that your team is involved in? Larger penalty. Are you betting on an NFL team? Are you betting on a non-NFL game while in a facility? Well, all of a sudden, that's going to get you two games for a first violation, six for a second, and a year for the third. What I see here is an evolution where the NFL realizes it's not that Calvin Ridley got hit too hard. He got hit with what it was. But it's like an avalanche of gaming, if you will. So... How do we react to that in a reasonable way to not destroy the competitive integrity of the NFL? Without any question, you're betting on your own team, whether you're injured or not, th that arguably should be a one-shot-and-you're-out deal, like you're not coming back. Um, and in any NFL game, while you're an active on an NFL roster or an active coach, I mean, I don't know how far down the line you have to go to, like, to the equipment manager, but I would say if you're involved at all in the competition element, you can't be having anything to do with an NFL bet, any, whether it's your team or not. But what we're seeing is a revised policy, and I, I'm not sure that they're done revising it. I wouldn't be surprised if they revise it further because it's going to continue to evolve. But we talked about this, and we talked about there being more to come. There was more to come, and there probably will be. But I think the league is doing a decent job of – it's not that they're getting ahead of it, but they're trying to catch up to it. So much so that hopefully, like, maybe as soon as next season, but hopefully the year after, we won't even have to worry about it because it'll be ingrained and nobody will be doing anything that stupid. And if they do, they know what they're going to get into. All right, John, 
Uh, last question. You and I have been talking. I think it's going to be the most active trade deadline in NFL history. I may be wrong, but I'm talking to people around the league. They all think it too. And I think signs are pointing to that. What do you think? That's the feeling I get. I think blowouts are back in the NFL. We've seen them so far. We're going to see more of them. And for some reason, with that rapid pressure to not just a coach has two or three years, but now it, it, it's like it, they're trying to sh bring it up as short as they can. What are you going to do with your roster? So right now, in this month, I think teams are going to be evaluating their rosters and considering something like, something okay, guys, we definitely will not trade. No way, Jose, will we trade them. Guys, maybe we would listen to trade offers for. Who are some guys that we would like to trade? And then guys that we would practically give away and or incentivize others to give them away. When you look at the standings right now, you see some teams of significant nature that have one win. You can see a couple zeros out there, but but that have one win. Now, I'm not suggesting the Bengals are going to go on a fire sale, but when you look across the league, where's your franchise? And are you going to know before the trade deadline that you do not have a shot to make the playoffs? If so, that's where I think we're going to see more of an incentive for teams to move guys than maybe we did before. What if you're the Detroit Lions and you think, hey, we really seriously have a shot here. And what about that guy, Chase Young, there in Washington, D.C.? Are teams going to be actively trying to get a guy like that? I, for some reason, the wind that's blowing seems to be suggesting more that, yes, we're going to see more blowouts. We've already seen it. We're going to see more, not necessarily fire sales, but rapid turnovers of rosters. And this may be something affecting the Raiders, depending on how we talk about the next six games, but they may be in that position in the October 20s, call it. And if so, teams better be ready to go because it's not that you're moving on to next year, but there is a next year and rosters can turn quickly. Look at the, I mean, just look at what the Bears have in the draft next year already. Basically, they're going to be picking in a certain range. Um, things are going to things seem to be moving a little quicker than they did even 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 ten years ago. Hey, John, now it's the time everybody wants prediction. Jordan Love, Jordan Love, Jordan Love. What are you going to do, Jordan Love? That's the question that I have. It's a big stage. Big stage. For Jordan Love. What can the Raiders do to get to Jordan Love? I think that's probably the thing that determines this game more than anything. I don't have a great feeling about it. I have a feeling of something like 31 to 21 Green Bay. Wow. All right. 31-21. You're going with Green Bay. I'm going with the Raiders 21-20. With so much on the line, I just think they somehow get a win if they don't look out yeah if they don't that i i got the lookout i already got the lookout glasses in my hand i haven't put them on yet but i got them in my hand like i, I know where they are and i can put them on real fast let me tell you johnny i've got some fact-based non-personal tough questions and i don't want to have to ask if they lose on monday i will that's part of the job, though. It's, it's part of, that's part of that's part of the job. That's part of professional yeah, football. Yeah, I'm not acting like it's you know, 
it's and, not fun. It's, it's not part of the gotcha. job, but I don't want to do it, but I, I'm not afraid to do it. It's going to be interesting, Johnny, a lot going on. All right. He's Johnny shop and terrific attorney, but you can catch out his Spartan pride podcast on the fans first sports network. I'm Hondo Carpenter from sports illustrated's fan nation, Las Vegas Raiders insider podcast, part of the fans first sports network. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Monday nights are coming. Here comes the train. We'll see you all tomorrow. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.